Yo. Yo. What up, what up? Chillin', chillin'. Now, I know you thought, you know, we weren't going to do this show because I got a late start, so I want to apologize. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm David Jones. That's Two Gun Tony, and this is Digging Two Guns News and Views. What up? Chillin'. It's on a Woo Wednesday. Yep, everybody knows how I am with the Woo Wednesday. So what's your routine? What's your routine plan to get week? Well, if I'm not mistaken, it's the uh, anniversary of Liquid Swords. It is. So you know, <laughs> gotta go with that. So, what's the highlight on Liquid Swords to you? The highlight on Liquid Swords for me would be shadow boxing. Shadow boxing. Mine's is Cold World. Hands down. Mm. Well, I pick shadow boxing because it's more of a posse cut, you know. Right, right. Even though it's a solo album, I always like to give people something with more than one on there. Right. You know, shadow boxing, fourth chamber, those two for me. <clears throat> word, word. So, what's tonight's show? Album full of highlights, though. So. Oh shit! I, I asked what's tonight's show about, and you said it's an album full of highlights. Like I'm cutting your ass off. <laughs> so what's tonight's, tonight's show? Um, we're gonna talk about <clears throat> kind of from the late '90s, early 2000s, like that the mixtape era, the and who was era. just on top of like putting out mixtapes. Word, word. So, for those who don't know what a mixtape is, let me do the background of a mixtape. There was a lot of artists who would either need exposure or try to get exposure, so they would go to the mixtape market. Most mixtapes were free Uh just to get their music heard. It's just like how we have SoundCloud and everything today. Uh The mixtape was the best way to get a new artist out there. So, and the mixtape game changed the whole game. Oh, absolutely! That was the easiest way to get signed then. And not only that, it was an easy way to get noticed. Right. And the heavier it got, people were people were doing shows and making money off of me. Right, right, right. So, like, when you talk about the mixtape era. Who would you say the bigger names were? Um, uh, G Unit, Fifty Cent, G Unit, right? Um, Cameron and the Diplomats, absolutely. Um, Beanie Siegel and State Property, right? And the Locks <clears throat> and D Block, right? And those were the bigger names. Now there uh-huh. were some artists who got uh, mixtape exposure and ended up signing to the majors. Like you look at. You know, West Coast artists like Turf Talk and um, JT, the bigger figure. You look Nipsey at Hustle. Um, Nipsey Hustle. <clears throat> the game. The game's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it, it, he came along with the G Unit run and just kept it going after he left. Right. So, um, you know, now the mixtape thing, just like I said, it made it to where people could make money off the songs that we put out free, get paid to do shows and tour and get it like Nicki Minaj 
Right. You know? Nicki Minaj came from the mixtape era, and a lot of people don't know that. And she blew up heavy <clears throat> off that. So, um, also, you know what mixtapes were also used for, right? What's that? Mixtapes were used as when they submitted music to the label, and the label's like, we want this song for them, this song for them, this song for them. They had a lot of what they called, what they used to call throwaway tracks. So, the mixtape was a good way to get these throwaway tracks heard. And a lot of the times, the, the songs on the mixtapes was much better than the album songs. Well, absolutely, because you got to understand the label had an idea of what to release, what song would go where, so on and so on, and sequently. There were certain songs that were released on mixtapes that you know wasn't going to make an album due to the subject matter or content. Yeah, more what they call street songs. Right. Or street classics. And if anybody was notorious for that, it was, um, excuse me, 50 Cent. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Eminem had, everybody who just everybody who we just mentioned actually, right? Like you especially know who, with because Dipset had a lot of sample heavy music and a lot right. of clear. Like you know what name that we didn't mi- mention on a mixtape circuit who is also huge? We didn't mention Cassidy. Yeah, Cassidy. Um, Cassidy. Huge on the mixtape market, and then you had you know some southern artists like um, Currency who was huge on mixtapes. <clears throat> who you said Jeezy? Uh huh. And um, one of my favorite artists, Fiend, was big on the mixtape circuit also. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but and the mixtape it just changed the game. It's so crazy. And what people don't um, what people don't realize about mixtapes is they would either make or break you. Like, yeah, a lot of mixtapes ended up being coasters or something to break weed up on. Say that one more time. I say a lot of mixed up a lot of mixtapes ended up being coasters. Oh yeah, for cups or something to break weed oh, up yeah. on. And that's true too. Like. I can give you my top five favorite mixtapes. Oh, uh, <clears throat> hold on. Also, do you know a lot of mixtapes now are being released on Apple Music and stuff like that? Because that's a way for artists to sit there and pay, what is it, like like $200 to get their CD out on mixtape, and then they're getting paid for, um, what's it called? Paid for plays. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you got those samples clear, it's an official album at that point. Exactly. So, um, like, I'm going to give you my top five. So, um, I would say Come Shop With Me by Young Jeezy. Uh-huh. G-Unit is the Future Volume 2. That's the one uh-huh. where um, they were all wearing jerseys on the cover. Yeah, it was uh, Banks 50 um, and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like this is hard to think of on the fly. Trap or Die by Trap or Die, Jeezy. absolutely. Um, Smokey Robinson by Currency. Um, <clears throat> uh, damn near anything by oh, Currency. I mean, Currency's discography, especially his mistake 
a mixtape discography is so fucking flawless that you know when you say this one you feel discredited not saying this one right here you know mm-hmm. I mean? um uh um diplomats volume um two right. and there's like 28 different diplomat ones guys <laughs> Yeah, but that one was the one right before Come Home With Me. Right. If I'm not mistaken, it was either two or three. I believe it was okay. two. <clears throat> um, uh, what was another big mix? Just big mix tapes. <clears throat> um, Damn, there's so many. I can't think yeah. of it. Also, um, what's the what's what's his face? Lloyd Banks had a bunch of mixtapes that were super dope. Yeah, like he would have like the freestyle tapes or um the Genius uh-huh. albums. Uh-huh. So, also, um, oh, you can't forget about No Way and Dedication One and, and Two. Just DJ Drama in general. Yeah, Drama in general. Um, you know, it's a lot of mixtapes, and then you have people like J Love, who will put out uh, rare and unreleased yeah. tracks. Oh. Um, you know, any anything he put out was was great. Also, I want to tell the people where they can get mixtapes from. Like my favorite source is datpiff.com. Datpiff, mm-hmm. you can download what they call. Um, I think you can do five downloads a day if you're not a. Um, five downloads mm-hmm. a day if you're not a member and if you just register I mean it's free if you register you can do almost 100 a week yeah and you, all you gotta do is register is email or Facebook give me email not, address, you know, Facebook or Twitter and you can register <clears throat> oh let's not get about let's not forget about the uh, the DJ series DJ Clue DJ K Slay um, Funk, Funk Master um, Flex uh, I think Funk Master Flex had Big Truck, DJ Clue had Stadium, and Casey had Street Sweep. Also, um, what's it called? Do you know Funk Master Flex was the first one to get his mixtape, um, widely distributed with the Funk Master Flex sixty minutes of Funk mixtapes. Uh-huh. <clears throat> A lot of people don't know that. So, also, what people did with mixtapes is that was a way for a DJ to promote his brand, promote an artist, promote. Anybody, so, or even like if you were a big artist, you knew who mixtape you need to get on to break right. a song. Oh, shout out to DJ Envy who released some dope mixtapes, also. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, what's the other? Uh, it's it's so many. It was a lot. Like a lot of people had great mixtapes. And there's a lot of <clears throat> Tony. Touch. There's a lot of mixtape artists. Who just never made it out the mainstream? Like shout out to Red Cafe, you know, Fred the yeah. Godson, and, you know, a few other people. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, um, it changed the game. You know, it just it it's really so changed funny the game. because right now I'm not certain if you can tell, but I'm battling a cold, like a chest cold right now. So you'll hear me clear my throat a lot. <laughs> Let me DJ clear cool, my throat. Who also was a mixtape DJ. <laughs> See how that segue into that? <laughs> oh man, you should have told me you had a cold. I got the the, the sure shit What's remedy that? for that. 
It's a Tony hot toddy. You know, I don't drink alcohol, though. I don't either. <laughs> so. But, you know. So, I'm going to give everybody a free recipe to a Tony's hot toddy. This is for cold, flu, anything. <clears throat> All right. These are the ingredients you need. I'm going to tell you how to make it. You got to boil like two cups of water. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, squeeze or how you say, uh, how you do with the lemons? Sque- I guess squeeze, you know, the squeeze them or whatever. Yes, you know, get the juice out of it. Do like four of those. And then the fifth one, cut that one up. Add like a tablespoon of cinnamon, a tablespoon of nutmeg, um, like sweeten it with honey to the taste. Hey, two gun, did you go out? Did you go out or did I go out? I don't know, but we're back. <clears throat> okay, Last cool. thing you heard. Um, um, sweeten it with honey for the taste. Uh, put four cough drops in there, like any kind of. All right. Um, and, and then a shot of any kind of bourbon or okay. whiskey. Drink one of those. You know, wait an hour and drink another one. <clears throat> go to sleep. Word. Like, um. My surefire way, this is going to sound very, very disgusting. Is you remember that shit called Theraflu? Yeah, that's so nasty. Yeah, I used to um, get Theraflu and I used to put like the menthol, um, menthol eucalyptus um, cough drops. And when mm-hmm. I was boiling the water for the um, Theraflu, I would toss the cough drops in there. So, mm-hmm. and then after that, I would put the Theraflu packet, you know, the Theraflu packet in there. And what it did was, it made like, it was like crack almost. It made it almost in yeah. crystal form. You shake the water, and the uh-huh. eucalyptus cough drop would bond with the um, theraflu, and you um, uh-huh. just cool it in cold water, and it made like this large rock, like almost like wow. almost like crack, and you just suck on that rock. Pause. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> <laughs> like no homo. And you would just basically uh-huh. break down that. Lo- um, I can't even say that. <laughs> but you would just break down the lossage, so on and so on, and uh-huh. wait till it fully dissolved. And I swear to goodness, that chest code that you have, you just forgot about. <clears throat> yeah, whatever it takes, man. So, yeah, whatever this, it takes. This is also a home remedy show. Oh, you know, you you know, what we should talk about though. This past election. Yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happened. Democrats really came out for this shit. Mm-hmm. I guess they got sick and tired of being sick and tired. <clears throat> I guess so. I think a lot of people want a Democrat just to go against Trump, who's a Republican. So a lot of people don't know actually what they voted for, but they voted. But it looked like it turned out okay. Right. Like. You know. Stuff that passed in Florida with felons being able to vote. Exactly. That's that, uh, that's huge. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, that's a major key since we're talking about mixtapes and we all know 
DJ Khaled. Mm-hmm. Like DJ Khaled is a pioneer, whether we like it or not. I hate that, but you know, Khaled is yeah. DJ Khaled was Khaled took over a lot of people's spot. Yeah, Khaled was Khaled, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, what a pass! Here's what I hate about DJ Khaled, though. Like when you heard a Clue mixtape, you heard Clue talking on the beginning, mm-hmm. right, with the echo effect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He would be like, you know, new Jay Z, stick to the script, and, uh, <laughs> and you know that was it, <clears throat> right? I do remember or Columbinati? Fresh <laughs> uh, like there's a storm. DJ Khaled wants to read you a bedtime story. This DJ Khaled's like DJ Khaled, we the best because we do what we do. We like who we like, and blah 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 blah. And he has to have like the longest prelude to every song. I, I guess that's what yeah, you call prelude. It. Like, oh god, like I I despise that guy so much. Like, put in work though. Khaled really knew who to put on what songs. And it, that's like that's one thing I, I said. I don't know about his most recent albums, but like his first two. Like he, you know, he had a nice little selection. Uh, nice little. He track. was a bad motherfucker. Like I remember when mm-hmm. he released "Listen" the album, the first one. Like we were talking about, mm-hmm. like every track on yeah. that was a banger. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But a lot of summer. Yeah, every, he was he was the manager of the summer. summer yeah, every anthem. every track was a banger. You know. I'm so hood. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but here's the thing, though. I, somewhere along the way, he realized commercialism. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, uh, for anybody who likes DJ Khaled, listen to listen and um, I would say listen to his first three albums because he understood what the street element was about. Who to get on what track? Who to work with with this track? After albums three, because I think he's on his ninth one now. Anything after three is I couldn't. Even anything tell. after three is like terrible, like a cash grab. Yeah, I couldn't tell. But he, Just he's putting, in, he's putting in work though. It. Now let me ask you, let me yeah, ask you a question. What do you think killed the mixtape era? What's that? Yeah. What killed it? <clears throat> Everybody being out the put like just the ease of the, the yeah, internet. What, um, one thing I said killed it is accessibility. You can put out a SoundCloud and yeah. put your music out that way. You know what I mean? And then the, the, the shit people just started listening to the the the, the, the stuff that the company started gravitating to and signing was just something so different and people just started following that and music just became what it is today. And you know, it's sad because, you know, people don't have the tenacity and hunger as they once did, you know, during the mixtape era because the thing about it is you Mm -hmm. had to make your mixtape next, you know, next level or top notch to get it, you know, heard from other people because with the accessibility of music, like especially if you're a hungry artist, 
Say what? Lyrics had to be. Your lyrics had to be right. top notch. More than anything. Yeah, I say that too. You know, because it's, it's people that put out freestyle mixtapes on other people's beats, and people that know the freestyle song and won't know right. the original. Like, you know who was notorious for that, for killing the remix? Razz Like, Razz had a freestyle called I'll Make a Mannequin Flinch. That was super dope. Everybody's favorite bully 50 right. set. Like, I think Lloyd Banks was so universal that he made you forget the original track. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are certain songs that I hear that are either, you know, mixtape songs or freestyles that I'm just like, yo, this was this bodied the original. <clears throat> and you know, that shit happened recently too. Wait, um, the artist Jacquees. Somebody was telling me about him. I don't know and anything remixed, about him. Um, LMA's trip, right? And mm. don't get me wrong, he did it way better than she did. What's that? That song? I'm trip, 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 yeah. tripping on you. Like he did it way better than she okay. did. And DJ Mustard put out a cease and desist because his version was so dope. <clears throat> really? I'm serious. Kind of like when Ghostface did the like summertime. What? Like when Ghostface yeah. did summertime. When he did Beyonce summertime. <laughs> but they didn't put a cease and desist out for that. They did something. I forgot what it was. It, it was some kind of thing because people were um, people were calling in for the Beyonce song, and they, but they was calling in for the one with Ghostface. Right. And that's just like with um, that's just like with another LMA song. Because remember, Fabulous and Pies did the remix for um, Boot Up. And that wasn't the official remix. Oh. And the radio started playing that one. And again, DJ Mustard sent a cease and desist out the plies for his version. Well, you know, because it's taken stems <clears throat> from the actual right. original song. So. I'm so hood. So. Uh, uh, okay. Did we get any questions from any listeners? We did. Week? I just didn't write them down. And, oh man, and you can't see him nah, man, not right now. Not while I'm not while I'm on the show. And we all know how my memory is. Like we got a, um we got a few questions on my solo show, but it's not about that. Most of the questions this week came from um the show that we did on Sunday, the one about women. And a lot of people were laughing at your domestic violence stories. So they said is two guns domestic violence gonna be a part of every show now? Is, is that yeah. what they want? Oh man! And a lot of people just like you know, a lot of people <laughs> like, you know, I don't condone domestic violence, but that shit was funny. What was the story that um, I told about how the guy looked like Sub Zero and he went through the wall, and you and Shorty were in the elevator? Oh yeah, yeah, yep, that was the story. But like reptile, yeah, oh, reptile. <laughs> Or scorpion, whichever one held their hand up no, to that their chin. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a Patrick yeah. story. What you got another one? Oh, man, I got a couple. 
I got, I got, I, yeah, I do. I'm listening. I'm listening. Um, I, I don't tell stories that are outright just somebody getting beat right. on, but it's just kind of, you know, funny. Right. Um, let's see what happened. I'm not gonna name no names, but this is a person that I call my brother. So it was, it, it was, it was summertime. Right. I don't know whether it was like one of the summertime holidays <clears> or just, you know, we all used to Jersey and just have a nice little backyard situation. Right. You know what I mean? All family. Basically all family or everybody's that still considered family. So, you know, I'm the one that doesn't drink. So I'm always like, look out, you know, watching out for the kids, you know, he's on the grill, you know what I'm saying? Making somebody's plate, you know what I mean? Some shit like that. Right. Um, so the night then wind down is me my brother's girlfriend, uh, his brother's baby mother. So, you know, between the my brother and his 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 girlfriend, a little friction was going on or something like a little back and forth argument. So we're sitting outside, chilling, and I could just see that his blood is boiling. So I'm fucking with him. You know what I mean? Trying to calm the situation down. So. You know, the other girl comes out and she's talking and she's looking at me and I'm looking at her like, you know, we don't really know what to say to each other. Right. So then decided to go in the kitchen. Uh the 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 couple then has a couple little words for each other and as she's walking away, she says, Suck my dick. Oh no. <laughs> so he turns around and says What'd you say? I didn't hear you. Oh, no. <laughs> she says, I didn't say anything. He said, now nah, I heard you say something. What you say? She said, fuck it. I told you to suck my dick. So he gets up and they had like a little puppy. You know, like the little puppy baby cage and stuff. Yeah. Room. He kicks that out the way like Godzilla and picks her up into the air where she almost touched the ceiling. It just drops her on the ground like a like a like some luggage, <laughs> like a pro wrestler. And so, yeah. So the other girl is like, "Told you need to come in here and separate them." I said, "Shit, I ain't separated. Shit, you better come in here and me where it's safe." <laughs> and then it was over. You know what I mean? After that, it was just over. Yeah. You know, it was one of those situations. You just gotta let them get that out the way they get it out, and that don't make it nothing big. Right. You know what I mean? After that, she packed up her, you know, they left and went to her mother's house, but it really wasn't that serious. Like, I'm going to tell you my favorite domestic violence story. In New Jersey, after I got off of work, I used to hang out at the Starbucks all the time, right? And I would uh, be in Starbucks from like, I got off at like 7. I'd be in Starbucks from like 7 to 11 because they closed at 11, right? And that was just my spot. I hung out at Starbucks. But um, <clears throat> free Wi-Fi. So, long story short, there was this woman that comes in, right, and she's like yelling at Buddy Jet, right. So she's uh-huh. just like, you know, ah, you know, fuck this, you know, the cars in my name, give me the fucking keys back, and this, that, and the third, so on and so on. You acting like a little bitch, and I'm just like, oh god, please don't do this today. So oh. I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna disappear. I'm going to head out to Popeye's. Then I'm going to come back. And, you know, he 
he puts the keys on the table and she's like put it in my hand motherfucker and he like shoves the keys like mushes it towards her mouth and goes are you fucking happy and I swear to god she slapped the coffee beans out this motherfucker dog it was just like Bam! wow and he, the guy's just like do y'all see this do y'all see this and I'm like literally trying to edge myself out the building right and he's like oh. sir are you a witness I said look man I saw nothing I'm not trying to be a part of this I'm trying to get out of here before the cops get called how <clears throat> did you think you were going to slip out who me I'm I'm a big dude all I gotta do is say is move I'm just saying, like you had, you said you try to edge out like they wasn't gonna see you. Yeah, I mean I had, I had You're like eight feet tall and light skinned, like you were at a spotlight. I had to walk past him, but I'm like, you know, excuse me. <laughs> he said, Did you see that? Did you see this? I'm like, look, dog, I didn't see anything. I'm trying to get out of here before. Right, I'm just trying to get my, my pumpkin spice smoke a latte and get the hell up. Out I said, of I'm here. just trying to get out of here before the cops are called. So y'all do y'all. <laughs> And, and you know the lady was just like, "No, you gotta stay. You witnessed the whole thing. I don't gotta do shit, lady." <clears throat> I was in my computer, man. I was. I seriously was. So, that's my domestic violence story for the day. I got plenty more, but you know, want to yeah. share. Say no to domestic violence. And if you know anybody getting you know, beat on and everything, call somebody. Tell somebody. Like, don't. You know. It's like a difference between real domestic violence and a couple spat. Elaborate. The, the stories I would tell is like a couple spat. You know what I mean? Like a little quick toss up or a man getting slapped off an argument, but not no just full on, full on knockout drag outs. You know right. what I mean? <clears throat> you know, that's just wrong. You know, everybody gets in a little I think argument. the worst thing I've ever... It, it's just, I think the worst thing I've ever seen, domestic violence wise, was I used to live in, um, in Fairwood and Oakfield Apartments, which is, you know, I'm not afraid to admit it, it was Section 8, right? And there was this couple arguing on the stairwell, right? And, you know, I was trying to make a beat, and I, you know, I didn't have the studio headphones at the time, I was using earbuds. And, you know, I go out in the hallway, and I'm about to be like, yo, can y'all, you know, tone that shit down? But the moment I popped my head out the door, she was trying to get down the stairs. He had a belt in his hand, and he whips it. And it wraps around her neck like some Indiana Jones style. And he wow. you know, pulls it down, and she falls on her ass. I put my head back in that door so fast, I was like, nope. Too cool for this. I'm going to let them go ahead and... With the yeah, last. I said, I'm going to go ahead and let them handle this shit and be out. I'm done with this shit, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, but he got the belt and he like whipped it and it went around her neck. Like, you know, it looked like some cartoon type shit. And he like pulled it down and she fell on her ass. And she's just like, uh uh-uh, uh, Tony, uh uh-uh, uh, Tony. And I just put my head. Well, it had to be Tony. Right? It had to be Tony. And I just popped my head right back in the door. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not dealing with this shit today. <laughs> like some true to life shit. Yeah. Say no to the Mexican violence. Women, don't be out here getting beat on. Be getting beat on. Don't be beating on these men. Like, for real, for real. No. Keep your hands. But if you tell, 
you might expect something to happen. Like just a fair yeah, one. Keep, keep you know? your hands to yourself. And ladies, if you put your hands yeah. on your man first, I don't want to sound like I'm condoning domestic violence or anything to that nature because I'm not. But if you put yourself in a man's situation where you think you got to, you know, hit this man, be prepared for the consequence. <clears throat> like, mm-hmm. that sounds rude. Because <clears throat> it might just be a reflex. Right. You know, because women don't realize sometimes you can hit a person when they're not expecting and that shit might hurt. Right. And then it's just a reflex that the, the, the pimp hand comes forwards and back. And I, I always commend the men who are getting beat by a woman and they just keep their cool and don't do anything. I mean, yeah. I've been in that situation before. This is, you know, a true-to-life story or something that happened to me. Me and my ex, we were arguing about Steely Dan concert tickets out of all things, right? She said, wow. you know, she wanted to get them for my birthday, but the concert was in September. My birthday's in May, right? I said, that would make no sense to get that for my birthday because I won't be able to I'm I won't be able to utilize it until almost four months after my birthday, so that defeats the purpose of having a birthday gift that I can't even utilize. <clears throat> so she just started with the whole, oh, you're ungrateful, this, that, and the third. And I'm just like, look, just get the fuck up out my face right now because she was all in my face yelling, right? I said, why you all in my, said, get the fuck up my face? Because you're really pissing me off. But when I said the word pissing, a little spit came out. It wasn't intentional, but you know, like when you say certain words, you're going to have a little bit of spit come out your mouth. Especially if you're in an argument and you're already, you know, yelling. So this girl slapped the shit out of me. Like when I say I lost taste, like she slapped the taste out of my fucking mouth. My eyes started watering and shit. And I said, you know what, Shannon? Oh shit, I just said her name. <laughs> yeah, take that out and edit it. I said, <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm sick of this shit, but I couldn't leave because she had her car parked behind mine. So you know what I did? I took the keys and I took what? her car. And I drove yeah. to the gas station. And all of a sudden, I'm getting a phone call from her mom just saying, you better return my daughter's car before we report it stolen. I was like, report it stolen? Bitch, is you serious? Yeah. True story. But yeah, I... I That's got crazy. shit slapped out of me. Like over Steely Dan over Steely tickets. Dan tickets. But and like her mom was just like, you know, of course siding with her, just like, you know, if she wants to get you that for, you know, if she wants to get you that for your birthday, you should be grateful. You don't deserve anything at all. Blah 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 blah. Right. So that's fucked up. You don't shit. So yeah, I I got the shit slapped out of me. <clears throat> and you know what? I did nothing back because it it was one of those dumbfounded moments. Like, you ever hear women tell stories like, "Well, when he hit me, I didn't know what to do. So, you know, I didn't know how to react. So I just stayed." Oh, not yeah. me. My job was to get the fuck out the house because if she was going to do that shit again, we were going to get in a full out fist fight. Real. So it's like I said, I can 
And you probably would have got shot. By I the probably would have. Black man, white woman. <laughs> black man, white woman. It was in He's too tall. Put him down. And that was a true to life story. As a matter of fact, what happened that day? What happened later on that day? I told, you know, I told um, this girl's mother, you know, I'm not comfortable with her. Hit me and put hands on me. So, so you know what her mom did? Her mom gave me $300 and told me to get a hotel for a week. So <clears throat> me and her would have separation time. So her mom literally gave me $300 and I stayed at the Motel 6 on as she prostrate behind the Waffle House. And had sex with 12 prostitutes. No. Like I, <laughs> like I said on, on the show that Ronaldo did with me the other day, I've had no prostitutes in my life. Nah. I don't, I don't see the point of paying for sex. Yes, it's not. Like that. Not yeah, that's not kosher. I always say guys yeah. that got. I let you really. I say guys that gotta pay for it. There's something wrong with your natural. Well, you know, I'd rather somebody pay for some sex than go out yeah, raping. Yeah, that's true though. Yeah, I mean, I see that logic in that aspect, but you know, it's just like you know, yeah. <laughs> somebody got on me about my Instagram today because I said something about you know, I don't see the point of premium Snapchats or stuff like that until it's just like, well, it's how they make money. I said, why would I pay for a premium Snapchat when they got all this porn on the web for free? For real. Like, what makes you a, You can pick genres, colors, what whatever. What makes you any more special than someone I can pay for? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of horn dogs and cards nowadays. Nah, that's that's so, just crazy, dog. Yeah, it is. It's a little like, weird. I can't picture somebody that I follow and just be like, "Hey, you know what? I think I'd rather pay twenty nine dollars a month to see this person naked. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I mean, like I said, there's people doing it, so I guess it's. It's beneficial for the the, the naked person. Right. Like, like, I don't know. Just, go, just go to a strip club. I, I, I am thirty six and I've never been to one. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's, that's the weird part. Huh? That's weird. weird. It just is. It's just you know. It, it depends on what kind you go to and who you go with. It's just, you know, it's like a, a man thing. Like, even when we were in Vegas, everyone said, yeah, let's go to a strip club. But they didn't go to one until after I left. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, that's just not my scene. Well, I wouldn't know it's my scene because I've never been to one. But, you know, from what I hear from, you know, Mark Cliff and Mikey, everybody said, yo, it's a bomb experience. You do this, you do that. Uh, I don't know about all that, dog. It depends. It's person to person. Like, I first, as soon as I turned 18, I was there. You know, I couldn't wait. <laughs> and I was just in there chilling, <clears throat> meeting people. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. 
you know, I just it, it just depends on what you go for. You know, like a lot of people like to go to regular clubs, but I would go to a club with a limited number of people in it and girls that's naked or half. Right, right, right. So, I mean, you know, I get to sit down. I don't got to stand up. You know. All right. All right. I get to touch a booty or two. So, all right. Tell the listeners and I guess myself how's, I mean, strip club etiquette works. How does, how does all this work? Like from the time you pay. Like I said, it depends on the club. Like from the time you pay to the time you sit down to the time you leave. What is it? What is it supposed to be like? <clears throat> what is it, supposed, what is it to what? supposed to be like? Okay, for me, I survey the strip club outside first. You know what I mean? I watch for at least five minutes to see what kind of people are going right. in there. You know? So then... Uh, Wait, so let me get straight. I go to the bathroom. sit outside the strip club for about five minutes. Not sitting outside, but you know, you're playing around, you know, seeing what it is. I might even smoke a cigarette or a blunt real quick just to, you know, waste a little bit of time just to see, what's, you know, just to check out the right, area. Right, right, right. Like, this is your first time going. It dep- like I say, it depends on where okay. you're at. Um, you know, then you go up there. I said to the barber, I was like, you know, how many girls you got in there? They might say a number or something, or not so truthfully, like, how do they look? They might lie, or they might say, you know, they're okay. If they say okay and it's free, I'll go in just to check. If they say okay and it's anything above $10, I'm not okay. going in. You know, so when I go so in, etiquette is, I kind of, Etiquette you know, is anything over $10 is not worth it. Okay, nah. go ahead. And not unless you've been there before and you know what's in there. If you just had nothing else to do, you know, it's still only $10, whatever. So, you know, I go in, pan the room real quick, see where the exits are. This is just me, you know. Why are you looking for the exits? Oh, did we lose him? Two gun. Two gun. Okay, I hear you now. Yeah. I, you know I, I said why I said, why are we looking for the exits? In case. Okay. You know, you should always know where the exits are. <laughs> Yeah, just in case some shit goes in. Can you hear me? I said just in case some shit goes down. I'm a 
Hello. I don't know what the hell happened. Did, did it just cut off? Yeah. Yeah. No, but um, the last thing I said was you survey the exits. Why? Just, you know, just to know where the exits are. You just never know. You know what I mean? Just in case some shit goes down or... Yeah, you, you never know. You know. Somebody else might do something or you might got to get out there real quick or, you know, just in case. I do that with everything, though. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> Man, like I said, uh, I just survey, see what kind of girls in there before I even buy a drink. If I don't see nothing I like, I leave. Right. Then, um, you know, it, it depends on how this shit set up when you're talking about like tipping chicks. Right. You know what I mean? Some like when you sit around the bar and the stage is in the middle. Usually, people either throw money on the stage or the girls will make that swoop around the bar to try to get a little leftover two three dollars. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know, usually if it's a girl that I, I like, I'll give her like. Ten dollar bill, and usually she'll come have some kind of bullshit conversation. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's about it. So, that's strip club etiquette from Two Gun Tony. Yeah. Try not to be too thirsty, and you know. Elaborate. You know how some people just grabbing them up and acting crazy and do you know just doing extra stuff. Putting their face between the titties and between the butt crack and stuff like that. I don't know. I yeah, that's know just another that love. Yeah, you know, with a face full of acne or herpes. Um, uh, yeah, not about that life. Yeah, not at all. So, but yeah, 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 yeah. What else we got? To, what else we got to talk about? Mm. Well, it's November. Thanksgiving's coming up. Right. So you know what that means, right? What's that? The holiday show's coming back up. Yeah. So the holiday show's coming up. It's Christmas and video game shows coming back up. Mm-hmm. We're going to show y'all what we're going to, you know, tell y'all, not show y'all, tell y'all what we're thankful for for this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I I think we should do another giveaway because the last giveaway we did was a twenty five dollar gift card from Walmart. Did anybody get it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mailed that out actually because remember the initially it was ten dollars. Uh huh. And Mark said, "Stop being cheap, make it twenty five. And he mm-hmm. put, he chipped in the extra fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, I know people were having a hard time with the question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and the answer was dog shit by the Wu Tang Clan. Uh huh. So yeah, we might as well do a Thanksgiving giveaway. I might up the ante to maybe a thirty dollar gift card. Yeah, go get you some sweet potatoes or something. Um, bring something to somebody's house, man. Yeah. With the, with that thirty dollars, is you could be at least a hospitable house guest. <laughs> Well, you could at least go to KFC and get a ten piece real quick or something, a ten dollar you know what I mean? Yeah. A ten dollar pillow <clears throat> meal. Where you know what? If What's KFC it? took all the skin off the chicken and made a sandwich, I would buy it. Would you? Mm-hmm. You don't like your skin? I do. No, I'm saying like I make oh, a sandwich just out of Oh, a sandwich just out of chicken skin. Yeah, just out of the KFC original chicken skin. I love that shit. 
I used to get my ass beat for picking the skin off the chicken. Hey, KFC, we need a sponsorship for you guys. Right. I need right. a half soggy, half crispy. You know what I mean? Just like the original recipe is. You know what? <clears throat> I still haven't um I still haven't even did the research to try to get a sponsorship. Yeah, I was looking, you know, it's just something you gotta look into in detail. Yeah, because I didn't even look into it, to tell you the truth. Yeah. So shout out to UPS for me missing them today. They did the little light taps and all dash. <laughs> I don't even think they be knocking on some people's doors sometimes. Yeah, I don't think so. And I got a sign for it. That was the bad part. I was telling you that earlier. Right. From I, um, from your, the, package, the, the package from your mom. No, this is this is the one I had to order. This is the, the birth certificate. So oh, I got a sign for it. <clears throat> so I saw him out the window, so I'm going downstairs. And then I'm looking, and I'm like, well, I don't see him. Maybe he didn't come to me. Then I seen him getting in the truck. I'm like, oh, shit. I open the door, and it's the little sign on the door. I'm like, yo, I know he ain't not. Yeah, because sometimes I think they just walk to the door and leave. Yeah, basically. But they, they'll come back tomorrow. I can't miss them tomorrow. <sighs> Excuse me. I am so sorry. Over here yawning and shit. Man. So, um, shit, what was I about to say, dog? Wow, you made the yawn jump all the way to me through the, through the, through the, through the, through the phone. Yawns are magical. <laughs> yeah, and contagious. <clears throat> Yawns are magical. But yeah, I think we should just go ahead and wrap this one up. We talked about a few good things domestic violence, mixtapes, strip clubs. Strip clubs, yeah. Domestic violence, mixtapes, strip clubs. Democrats. Democrats taking UPS. over. UPS, UPS tipped on the door and, and, and leaving. Also, a few, <laughs> a few shows that we have coming up and a few contests we have. Well, yeah, a few contests we got coming up, yeah. I think we cover great ground. Yeah. We're always open for any questions, comments, ideas. Or concerns on how to make the show better. Mm-hmm. Or, we... like always, send nudes. Oh. For the fans. Every time I do this, I always forget my Instagram. Tigger. Oh, yeah, Diggy 2K6. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Digger 2K6. He's back. He's hitting you with the selfies. He's hitting hey, you with the phone. And you know what? And you know what? What? I'm, I'm very seldomly hitting him with the work ones because you always get on me about the work selfies. <laughs> yeah, the work selfies is where it's at, though. <laughs> <laughs> The funniest right. picture was the one with the two fake babies. Like I just don't, I still don't. I, I go back and look at that picture like at least twice a week. <laughs> for real, yeah. like no. I don't know what those are supposed to be for. No, it's just the look on their faces, and they just look so horrible. Well, um, like the baby stressed out. Like, all right, you said you don't know what they're for. We do boot camp for new dads and the baby. Yeah, I figured that. Why babies gotta look so stressed out? Not only do they look stressed, they look pissed. 
They look everything. They look like life has been hard the past eight months. Like everybody says, the black one's ready for a new port. Nah, the black one. The black one smoked all the new ports. They got the black baby with Whoopi Goldberg lips. They got the white baby looking like he looking for that meth. That shit is crazy. Hold on, let me, let me go back to that picture because I know one of them is looking at me. Yeah, because you took a picture with them. Yeah, hold on. And the black, the black baby is looking it's, at you like, yo, it's the black. I'm too black to be your son. <laughs> and the other one's just looking so, the other way. And he's he's saying the same thing like this nigga don't even know. That's Tyrone, baby. Somebody said the white baby looks high as hell. <laughs> but I get it, like you know, teach a father, you know, little yeah, how to, how to hold the baby, how to change the diaper and shit like that. The way them babies looking, I don't even want to hold that little shit. Like, what, what I'm gonna do with this ugly ass baby? <laughs> you know, like he's supposed to be protecting me. Word, word. So, um, for those who are in the South Carolina area, if you want to see how the class of how we take care of the babies, you can. It's free to the public. Do you teach that class? No, I'm just there. Okay. Mouser, Mouser teaches the class. The white guy that's balding. Uh-huh. You'll see him every once in a while. I'll post him every once in a while. He's the okay. one who He's the one who um, conducts the class. Okay. So, like, I have a video of him that I put um, on my thing last week where he's leaving the office because mm-hmm. <laughs> he hates being recorded. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, and those last week, there was comments on um, the show I did by myself, right? Well, it was me mm-hmm. and Ray, right? Who commented... I'm going to tell y'all like this. That was not a Suge Knight jacket I wore the other day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Event jacket, right? Yeah, that was not a Suge Knight jacket. That was just a red tux suit. (laughs) You know, Suge Knight. You might have wanted to be following. And a lot of people are happy I grew the beard back. Thank God. See, that's what it was. It was the red jacket and the beard. So, I'm not Suge Knight. I have no relation to him. But I don't like Suge Knight. But we look about the same stature, though. I don't think he was that tall. No, Suge Knight, um, I do believe, was 5'9". Okay. I know he was a big nigga. Hold on. Let me make sure of that. He, he might be like 6'1". Like he was no taller than Petey Pablo. Yeah. I'm, I'm Googling Isn't he that. Blind? Going blind or some shit? Yeah, he has a cataract in one eye. Yeah. After he tried to run over old boy at the uh, In and Out Burger or some shit like that, uh, Roscoe yeah. Street. Wow. <clears throat> oh, no. Shook Knight is actually pretty tall. Oh, like 6'3? Six, 6'2. Six, 300 pounds. Yeah, 6'2", 265. You mean mm-hmm. I more than Shig Knight? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Shig Knight lost mad weight. He was way bigger than that. 
Okay, yeah, so. Yeah, he's an older, older filler now. Yeah, good guy. Like, he was a defensive lineman. Dear God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't forget what school it was. Yeah, this man played for the Los Angeles Rams. Did he? Did he yeah. actually play? Yeah, he played two games for the Rams. Mm. Shout out to Shook Knight for playing in the NFL. He was cut by the Rams during training camp and became a um, replacement player during the 1987 NFL player strike, which he played Mm. two games for the Rams. Okay. Mm. And then after that, he tried to hang Vanilla Ice out the balcony, right? Yeah, it says, after the NFL, Shook Knight found work as a concert promoter and a bodyguard for for celebrities, including Bobby Brown. In 1989, Knight formed his own music publishing company. His first big profit was Vanilla Ice, who agreed over um, who agreed to sign over the royalties from his smash Ice Ice Baby, because the music um because the song contained music from Knight's original client Mario Johnson. So it says <laughs> Knight and his bodyguards confronted Van Winkle several times. On one occasion, Knight entered um, Van Winkle's hotel room and allegedly dangled him um, dangled him by his ankles from the balcony. Was this before or after the Five Heartbeats came out? Uh, this was before because this was 89. The Five Heartbeats came out in 91. Hmm. So he's the original Big Red, huh? I was going to say he has Big Red business practices. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Big Red because his office hours are from Nine to five. <laughs> Did you ever go listen to the Vanilla Ice album? Um, to the extreme, I listened to some of it because uh, I had a co-worker. Did you at least hear a song that you liked? Huh? Did you at Did least I... hear two songs that you liked? No. 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 Ah, nah, it gotta be at least two songs on there that you can fuck with. Like, there was a song called, like, what was it, Having a Rony? Having a Rony, yeah. And I'm just like, oh my. So fucking cheesy. And he had, like, this gotta... rap ballad called I, called I Love You or something like that. That's my shit. Huh? That's my shit. What, I Love You? Yeah. I mean, I, had, like, I, a... I used to. Bump that song as it's a, it's a party. Dun, 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 dun. Wait, hold on. The song I Love You had like a soft saxophone and shit. Yeah, it was a. Do you remember the Vanilla Ice movie? No. He had a movie called what? I can't remember. You, uh, oh my God. What was the name of the movie? But he had like a real early 90s, late 80s movie. Right. I listen. But here's the thing about Vanilla Ice. I, I think the um I think the time clocked in less than an hour, right? Uh-huh. And I was listening to it on my way to um Colleton County. Uh-huh. Because I'm just like, you know what, let me give this shit a shot. And I listened to it on the way to Colleton, right? And that was the longest hour of my life. Really? <laughs> but he had a song called Rasta Man. Uh-huh. Go ill. Oh god, what was the other one? Like, um, oh god, what was the shit called? 
uh, it was like in the middle of the album. Like it was like like jamming or dancing or some shit like that. The Vanilla Ice movie was called Cool as Ice. Get the fuck out of here. Came out in ninety one. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Johnny Vanilla Ice is a rebellious rapper whose ice cold heart thaws when he sets his eye on Kristen Minter. They couldn't be more different. She's a straight A student. <laughs> His biggest thrills come from horseback riding. He's a moody misfit who tears up the street with his yellow motorcycle. <laughs> with his yellow motorcycle. It won't be easy to win her heart, especially with Kristen's athletic ex-boyfriend blocking the way. But when her dad gets in trouble with gangsters, Johnny proves his worth. Like, where, where are you reading this from? <laughs> that, that's the the little synopsis they had on the, the internet. Is that on Wikipedia? Hold on, you said it's called Cool as Ice. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me read about this shit. Like I'm it's, intrigued as soon now. As like the first thing that comes up, it got an eight percent uh, rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That's terrible. Very terrible. <laughs> All right, this is what Wikipedia says. Is an American romantic musical comedy film. Like, that doesn't even make sense. I I mean, it kind of does and kind of doesn't. The film focuses on the character Johnny Bano and a free-willing motorcycle rapper. I think that's the same thing that you read. A free-willing motorcycle riding rapper who arrives in a small town and meets Kathy, an honor student who catches his eye. Kathy's father is in a witness protection program, who's in a witness protection program it's found by the corrupt police he escaped from years ago. First things first. You're in a witness protection program, right? Mm-hmm. And you're working with corrupt cops? It was the early 90s, man. That's already a loophole. It's, it's the early 90s, man. They had to get it out there. It had a $6 million budget, too. It had a $6 million budget. Um, budget. It received negative reviews and was a commercial failure, only grossing $1.2 million. All right, it says, let me read you the plot, which the plot tells you the whole movie. Let's, yeah, that's going to be long. They really tell you the whole movie. That's what I love about Wikipedia. <laughs> All right, so let me read y'all the plot. It says, Johnny Van Owen is a rapper who drifts from city to city. Johnny is performing at a nightclub, rapping and dancing with his crew. As the background songstress is playing, cool as ice, everybody gets loose. So far, so terrible. While the group passes through a small town, Johnny falls for honors student Kathy Winslow. The crew is stranded in town after a member's motorcycle breaks down and has to be left at a local repair shop. While waiting for the repairs, Johnny uses this opportunity to see Kathy. She already has a boyfriend named Nick, whom he advises Kathy to dump. Johnny shows up with his crew at a local um, club frequented by Kathy and her friends. The one that was, um, is it noticing that nobody was enjoying the live music? Johnny decides to perform a musical number, People's Choice, by unplugging the other band's instruments and taking control. Shocking the audience and ending with Johnny sweeping Kathy off her feet and humiliating Nick. Oh, God. Oh. There's more. He offers to forgive Kathy and Kathy and take her home, 
but she refuses and walks home by herself. Unbeknownst to Kathy, she is stopped by two strange men in the car. She is saved by Johnny, who takes her home. At the club's parking lot, a jealous Nick, um, a jealous Nick, and his friends begin to smash up the motorcycles <laughs> belonging to Johnny's friends. I'm gonna stop right there. It's like, it's... oh god, like playing that funky a... music, white boy. <clears throat> Just reading the cast: Vanilla Ice, Kristen Minter, um, Kristen Minter, Michael Gross, Deezer D. Who the fuck is Deezer? Did you know that Public Enemy tried to convince their producer to sign a Vanilla Ice to Def Jam? Are you serious? Yeah. Toot Extreme became the fastest selling hip hop album of all time, spending 16 weeks at number one Billboard 200 and selling 11 million copies. I believe it. That's crazy. I believe it. I went to school in third grade with a guy named Matt Wyndham who idolized Vanilla Ice. And he yeah. looked just like him. His hair, you know, swept, swept in a sweep. Um, you know, he, ah, I can't even speak. He had a sweat pomodoro, you know, haircut. Wow. He, he wore the damn Vanilla Ice jumpsuits and shit. Like, he idolized just, this cat. Shout out to Vanilla Ice. I wonder if Matt Wyndham I said, I wonder where Matt Wyndham just takes his um takes his life and just like, oh my God, what did I do? <laughs> I'm actually you know, gonna listen looked, to Vanilla Ice when, when the show is over. He he looked at his old pictures and just like, God. I mean, I think I everybody that, babies can do that. He was like, God, was I that lame? Like this is crazy. All eighties babies can do that. <clears throat> Just like what, what are my parents dressing us in, or, or what? What did I decide to put on for Thanksgiving? So, like, that's insane. Ice Ice Baby. And you know what? I still know most of the words to Ice Ice Baby. That's the sad part about it. Don't forget about Ninja Rap from uh, Turtles uh, the Two. Ninja Turtles Two. Speaking of Ninja Turtles 2, um, are you familiar with It's Real 85? No, what's that? It's Real 85 is a guy who does voiceover work, right? Mm-hmm. He does voiceover work, and he has this series called Nigga Turtles. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen them shits. So, I used to watch Nigga Turtles day in, day out, right? I think there's like nine parts and all the parts are like an hour long, but it's an entertaining watch. It doesn't even seem like an hour, right? Do you know I tried to watch the original Ninja Turtles the other day and I couldn't do it because of the voiceover from Ninja Turtles? You were just thinking about Ninja Turtles. Yeah. All I could think about was Ninja Turtles. So. <laughs> I said, "Get out here with all that blue on." You know, <laughs> no, I think the I think the funniest line in that was when he was just like, "When I um, remember when um, it was Nigga Turtles Part Two or Part three and um, Splinter comes out for the first time. He's like, "What is he bragging on that little dick, the Halloween Snicker dick?" <laughs> like, I think that was Part Two. Yeah, it might have been Part Two. Yeah, because he came down the stairs. Yeah. Shout out so, to the Ninja Turtles. They made cartoons very cool. 
Oh, they did. And um, and as we said in the um holiday um, one of the holiday shows last year, when the Ninja Turtle um toys came out way back in the eighties, that was like a hot commodity. Yeah, you know what I mean. Four dollars twenty five cents. Yeah, that was a hot commodity. Yeah, that was a tax. I used to get mine from Walmart or Roses. Oh, Walmart was the place to get them. So, oh well, man. Like, I gotta be sure to cover Ninja Turtles on the holiday show. Of course, always. All right, before we close, let me give you my biggest gripe about Ninja Turtles. What's that? Remember when um, the Ninja Turtles Hysteria came out, right? They had the hardest Nintendo game ever. Nintendo game? The regular NES game. What was that one? Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Just the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by Konami. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Tell What did they do on that one? Like... Because they had Turtles a had, couple... They had a, you said Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I mean, Ninja Turtles, excuse me, had one of the... Like, the first couple levels were entertaining, right? Because mm-hmm. they were easy. And then these levels started getting challenging because, like, first things first, there was these missions where you had to be underwater to defuse a bomb, right? Mm-hmm. But they only had so much, you know, air supply. These are turtles, <laughs> and you can't swim underwater? That's crazy. The turtles that can't swim. Yeah, turtles that had so much air supply underwater and you're just like, what? I remember this game. So you remember the game? I do. I had it. I definitely had it. And then the one after that when like they had an arcade game. I think it was like the Hyperstone Heights or some shit. Um, no, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. That's what it was? Yeah. Was that for the NES or? NES, yeah. Now, that's one of my favorite video games of all time. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. That arcade game, yo. I used to play that shit in Food Lion. I used to spend at least $2 on that game. Yeah. And I remember when it came out to the Nintendo console, mm-hmm. it was so dope because me and Mark would play the game all the time. And I remember the first time we ever... It wasn't split screen or anything. Right. I remember we used to play that game all the time, and no, ma- no matter how many times we beat it, it was still fun. Yeah, it was just fun, be like being a Ninja Turtle. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I would pick two people. I would pick Raphael and Michelangelo. I would pick Donatello or Michelangelo because Donatello had the stick; he had a little bit more reach. Yeah, but Donatello, I mean, but Michelangelo's jump attack was more brutal. Yeah. Shout out to the Ninja Turtles, man. Oh, shout out to Ninja Turtles. But, you know, overall, I think we had a great show. Mm -hmm. We went off subject so many fucking times. That's what we're supposed to do. So, um, for those who still listen to Vanilla Ice to the extreme, I don't know how you do it, but I commend you. 
Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it when we get off here. To all Tootie, my music truck. Like a van though, running the stage in her truck like <laughs> See, he could do that, I can't. <laughs> Rolling thought... M a five point oh with my rag top down so my head could blow. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I'm feeling. So I'm gonna go ahead and close this out on that note. <laughs> like, how do you follow yeah. that? Yeah, we're gonna close it out. I'm not like <laughs> how do you, how do you follow that? Word to the mother. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> All right, later. later.